Okay, today's question is pretty, it's a pretty common question for us. And it comes from our Ask Cindy portal on Libra.com where people don't need to be customers. They can write Cindy, my wife, who's a much better dog trainer than I am, if they have a question on training, behavioral problems, breeding, health problems, what have you. And Cindy answers every single one of them. Some of them we pick for this bi-weekly social media posts that we put out every week. This one concerns a lady who has a 16-month-old black lab that has chewed through two leashes in the last two weeks, and she wants to know what to do about it. And really, it's not that uncommon of a problem, and it's a pretty simple problem to fix. But I'll read the email first. My 16-month-old black lab just bit through his second leash in two weeks. On the weekend, I walk the dog on a leash with a prong collar. Weekdays, I bring him to a secluded woods where he can run free. He's excellent on his recalls. He has had to be leashed in our neighborhood where we walk on the weekends because there's so many other people and dogs. I need to give him on average four or five corrections on the prong collar on a two mile walk. Both times that he bit through the leash, he's gotten the zoomies after a correction and tugs on the leash. He'll eventually calm and let me tie the leash back together so that he's not running off leash. I don't think he realizes that he's free when the leash rips. And he continues to tug almost like it's a big game. And that is exactly the way he looks at the whole thing. I do own an e-collar that we used for countersurfing and stealing toys, etc. Should I switch to the e-collar and give corrections for zooming or leash biting? I don't think so. I think that's a bad idea. The dog's in his mind when he's doing this, he's trying to play. Unfortunately, he's trying to play with you. If you start stimulating him with a, with a prong collar, it could affect your relationship with that dog. There are times and places in dogs that remote collars are perfect. I don't believe this is one of them. But with that said, this is not an uncommon behavior. And with us, we will redirect our dogs when they start to play with a leash like that. A lab is very oral, fixated on things. Uh, that's why they'll carry bumpers and things like that. If, if we had a dog that had this when we went out for our walk, we would have a ball on a string with us. And with our German Shepherd that we have at home, when we go for a walk, he carries his ball throughout the whole walk. It, he always has his ball in his mouth and it prevents so many problems. And we use the balls on the string that we use, that we sell. And every now and then, Cindy will reach down and grab the string and play a little tug and then, uh, and then let the dog go and run away. And he has his ball and the string. We didn't take it away from him. And it just builds engagement and it builds, uh, it builds play drive between us and our dog. It's good for the relationship to do that. And we don't have to fight him. 
So really you have a couple of options here. Uh, you can hold back your ball on a string and, and keep it in a pouch or in a pocket. And when he starts to act like he's getting overly stimulated, you bring it out and give it to him. Or you try and train him and play with him enough so he has it in his mouth all the time when you go on walks. Um, we very seldom though, we very seldom, no matter how rural the woods are, allow our dog to run around in the woods. We would not recommend anybody using a remote collar on a recall until they've conditioned their dog to the collar and until they've trained the dog to come with a recall. One thing I will mention about using a remote collar, you have used the remote collar to extinguish behavior, getting in the garbage, counter surfing, that type of thing. I don't think it's a good idea to then think about using the remote collar to come to you when you're out for a walk and the dog is off leash. You have a good relationship with your dog. He plays tug, he likes you, he wants to play with you. If you then start stimulating him at high levels for not coming and you haven't done your foundation work and you haven't trained him to come correctly on leash, yada, 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 there's a very specific step-by-step -step program on using a remote collar to teach a dog to come. And it doesn't start with letting him run loose in the, in, the lead, in the woods and then shocking the snot out of him when he doesn't come when you call him. I know that a lot of pet owners that don't know anything about dog training, that's the way they start it. And it's a good way to wreck your relationship with your dog. So with that said, I think you would be better off to keep your dog on leash. If you can't call your dog under high levels of distraction when it's off leash and have him come every time, he needs to be on leash. So then the, the lady wrote back and said, thank you. It seems to have worked. This is what we like. When we answer these and people write back and say, hey, the advice was good advice and it's working. He said, when he starts to get excited, I give him his ball. He likes to hold it <laughs> by the wooden part. Some of the balls on strings that we sell have little plastic handles or little wooden handles where the handler can grab a hold of that and really throw the ball around. And it sounds like her dog's got a hold of the ball and he's flapping around and the handle's hitting the dog everywhere. And that just builds drive in the dog. It looks odd when he does this, but he's not trying to tug on the leash anymore. He said, I also bought a wire cable leash and clipped it right next to his regular leash, but that was a waste of money because he doesn't need it and he doesn't do this anymore. So that's good. Again, if you have a question, behavioral question, training question, breeding question, send Cindy an email through the Ask Cindy portal on the front of Learberg.com. And we also log a lot of these emails, and not a lot. Right now we've got like just under 4,000 emails in a database, a searchable database, so you can search on keywords and uh, for example, chewing on a leash, and you'll probably come up with other examples of people that have written us. Not every question that is sent in goes into that database. We only try to find ones that we think are common problems and problems of interest to other people.